Yo, what's good, everybody? You're tuned in to another episode of A New Perspective. I'm so glad to have you here on what for you is a beautiful Monday morning, afternoon, whatever day you decide to give us a listen. We appreciate it. For me, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. I'm telling you that I am elated to have the next eight days off with absolutely, positively nothing planned. Uh, I'm drinking a cherry Coke Zero. Um, actually, about two weeks ago, I fell in love with Coke Zero, and then I went to the doctor this week, and he goes, uh, "Mr. Newton, you're you're in great health. You're just he's looking over my numbers and my blood work, and I'm like, yeah. I try to tell people that all the time that uh, I'm actually pretty fit. And he goes, but you're visibly overweight. And I wanted to slap the doctor, um, but I was working on that before he said it since July. The first, and I'm recording this on the 12th. I've logged over 30 miles walking, jogging, whatever you want to call that motion I do. And uh, going to get in some miles today, hopefully about four or five. Um, so it's a great day. Feel good. You know, having a weekly podcast, I keep saying that is funny because I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. Oh, I'm going to talk about that. Oh, I got this scripted. And I was going to give you all the origin of Newt Man. I'm someone that uh, I value told me to <laughs> stop telling y'all all my life stories. But, uh, you know, I always thought I was going to die young. And so if I do die young, I want, uh, I want the story to be told by me. And if I don't die young and I have, like, Alzheimer's or something, maybe I'll be able to listen to my own voice and remember my own stories. Hell, who knows? But I was going to tell you the story, the origin of Newt Man and kind of work that uh, today in a life lesson. But then I realized that Julian Kinsey should probably be on the podcast the day I tell that story since he is the one who gave me the name Newt Man. And it does not mean what 90% of people think it does. But I want to talk about Will and Jada today. And not so much Will and Jada. I mean, I'm going to talk about them because they put their business out there. But I want to talk about um, marriage, some things I just want to hit on. I think it's crazy that all this came out. And uh, my cousin, sister, member, told me, reminded me when I said on Twitter that I was going to talk about Will and Jada on the podcast that I said I wasn't going to talk about other people's marriages. We're going to get about that, too. Um, and so, I think it's her first time listening today. But she said she subscribed, so we'll see. But, so if you haven't been paying attention to it, uh, it took over Twitter, but it mainly took over black Twitter. To my uh, Caucasian friends that are listening, if you've never been to black Twitter, I'd love to show you how to get there. You just got to know how to act when you get to black Twitter. Because, you know, black Twitter is a savage place. And once black Twitter like gets a hold of you, well, I shouldn't associate black Twitter with savages. See how bad I just did that. See how easy it is for people to do that. Um, black Twitter is no hose bar. And once they get hold of something, they get a hold of it. And so uh, what's the boy's name? August, whatever his name is. Don't know. I don't even know if I can think of a song of his. Um, came out and said that he was in a relationship with Jada Pickett Smith. We know who Jada Pickett Smith is. Smith's wife, and we're still J. P. Smith. Um, if you are a 30-year-old, 35-year-old man, especially a black man, like that's one of the top-tier women that we idolized. 
because Jada Pickett was is appropriately and respectfully boy um came out and said that he had a relationship with her and so black twitter was like uh well we've heard for years that they were in an open marriage and it made it worse because he said will gave him permission and so if you follow jada pickett she does these round table talks and at these round table talks she brings in people who have social media blunders essentially and quote unquote gives them therapy to heal um, despite what she's gone through in her own life uh, and and that's her healing mechanism everybody has a way they feel like they're helping people and so her and will did a red table it's about 12 minutes long go find it on facebook it's called red table talk um, and they're discussing this situation and they're working out how they got where they got the dynamics of their marriage, blah, blah, blah. Let me start off by saying it ain't none of our damn business what's going on in their marriage. It's in Front Street, and we're talking about it. But uh, just because you talk about a thing doesn't make it your business. And Will said something, and this is where I want to park my bike today, or pick up my bike, and however you want to look at it, in the Red Table Talk that, to me, was like, damn, I relate to that. Uh, it wasn't I'm gonna get you back. It wasn't that I promised to love you regardless and you didn't take it. But Will said, I was done with your ass. So they had been separated and that's when she got with old boy, whatever, whatever, whatever. But they had Amla blah, 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 blah. I just tripped over a word. I'm not gonna pause and record over it. They had separated because um, they were going to leave each other. And then all this happened and it came up. But when Will said, I'm done with your ass, I was like, wow, here's why. So I personally have been married four years, it's July 12th, no, yeah. I got married June 11th, 2016, I think, maybe. And so maybe three years, four years, however you do that math in a month. Um, and a lot of my friends in around the same time got married. Um, and so one of the things I do just naturally as a person, I listen to people, I try to help them work through issues. Then when you add the pastoral piece, I'm listening to people vent and detox what's going on in their lives. Uh, one of the things I try to do is stay out of folks' marriage because I have learned from my own marriage that there is no secret recipe. There is no secret, hey, this is what works, this is what doesn't work. There is no seven friendly steps. There is no, um, in my humble opinion, in my could be uneducated opinion, the Bible gives a structure of marriage. It doesn't say, hey, how to be married. Um, there, There is, because everybody's different. So when you take two different people and put them in a marriage, that marriage is now different. So I try not to touch people's marriages unless you bring it to me. The only time I will interject myself into your marriage is when I think there's a domestic violence situation. And then that's just different. But um, all my friends around that time were like, damn, I'm going to the courthouse. Like, yo, bro, you ain't been married but like five minutes. That one dude, like after a month, it was like, that's it. I can't do this. 
so I'm talking to, to one guy and I'm like, look, um, I was like, look, um, and I did it on purpose, I didn't pause, I was make sure I didn't tell too much of the person's business. Um, I was like, you have been single longer than you were married. It's a realization I had to have. I had been single because it is my philosophy that you were single until you're married. So I had been single until June 11th, 2016. Yeah, I was in a relationship and I've been in a number of relationships, but at any given moment, if I wanted to walk away without consequence, I could. And the first time I really felt married, um, I think the best, the healthiest thing for my marriage in particular was the fact that we moved, we got married in Four weeks later, we had moved um, to a different town where neither of us knew anybody. So the first time, the first day I really felt married was the first time I got angry. And, and it wasn't, I mean, I can remember the day we got, it was uh, December 31st, 2016, the first like marriage argument. And, um, I realized I was married because I got mad and the furthest I could go was the couch. Where in years past, I could go to Martinez's house or I could go to Julian's house or I could go to somebody's house or I could, hell, go to my mama's house or my grandma's house and just be mad and come back when I want to come back and we'd talk it out if we wanted to talk it out or move on past it. And so the first time I realized I was married was saying, hey, I'm confined no matter how mad I want to be to this area because it's just us. So every marriage is different. And I know a lot of young marriages struggle with that ideal of merging and purging two lives, especially when we sit back and we talk about other marriages being marriage goals. What did uh, J. Cole say? Uh, I want a real love that Uncle Phil ain't veil love, that Jada and that will love. Because we look at other people's marriage and think that it's so perfect. And so, um, this situation, well, let's, so a number of people that I talk to and they're like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to give it up. I'm ready to, to cash out. This was a mistake. Um, this wasn't the right person. Um, I don't ever try to talk a person into staying or a person into leaving. I don't think that's my role. That's not my position. Um, but it's to try to identify what the root cause is. And we as people should evolve about every four to five years. Every four to five years, you should see your friend circle detox. You should see it change. Yeah, you got some friends that are always going to be there with you. You got some friends that you won't talk to for a while, but after five minutes, y'all feel like y'all never spread or spread out. But if you're not seeing a constant growth about every four to five years, uh, then you're in a stagnant place. And if you're really growing, every tree, it has its roots, but the branches may fall off, other branches come, the leaves come and go. It's the same way with life, you should be rooted in the people that you're rooted in, but your branches and your leaves grow. So you get married, 25, 26, 35, 36, 45, 46, whenever that is that it happens for you. And that person is trying to become a root. They're not a root. So 
every five years that that cycle happens. And sometimes we don't realize that it's like that with a person we're married to, right? Um, that just personally out, outside of just, there, there are things I did five years ago that I don't like to do now. Not that I didn't enjoy them, not that if I did them every once in a while, it would be okay. Um, I often talk about, people think I'm being braggadocious, but it's just true, it's part of my life, how, how much I could drink. Never an alcoholic, never a silly drunk, never anything like that, but I could consume a lot of alcohol and still be standing. The more I dug into some of my family history with alcohol um, and some of the things that were borderline there, it's not that I don't, that I don't enjoy a social drink every now and then, but I've grown past that. It's just one example, um, but as an individual, you grow. And so sometimes you have to sit down and evaluate your marriage or your relationship to see, hey, is this still working? And if it's not working, how do I make it work? Scared as hell to have that conversation or admit that they aren't happy or to go through those rough patches where um, everything isn't good and you're have the or you have the awareness to say, listen, I'm, I'm growing, I'm, I'm changing, I'm developing, and I don't know if, if that growth right now between the two of us is equal. Um, I'm not mad, first off, it ain't my marriage, so I don't care, but to, to look at Will and Jada in this situation and see where what happened might have been beneficial for them. Um, I tell people all the time, don't come to me for marriage counseling uh, or premarital counseling because there are a number of things that I say that are not uh, traditional and might not be right. I'll grow and, and learn the, the right stair, uh, the right things to say or the societal things to say. But I tell people all the time, if you marry for love, then love alone, you won't be happy. I thank God every day I have not married everybody that I loved because I loved them, but they were trifling. And hell, I was probably trifling too. But marriage is a, it sounds harsh, somewhat of a business decision. And we don't have those pre-marriage conversations. People want a wedding. If you're only getting married for a wedding, hell, throw yourself a party. Because once you're in it, you hit these bumps in the road like Will and Jada, like so many other people that you don't have to go to celebrities and people hide it so well. Let me tell you the single most devastating day in my life, in my 30 and a half years of living, 30 years, seven months now of living, um, the most devastating thing that ever happened was the day that um, my grandfather moved out and they told me that they were getting divorced and I cried in the car for eight hours I'll never forget it. It ruined for me um, a lot of things, even though I was a kid, but I didn't need the Cosbys growing up. I didn't need the Winslows growing up because we were the Newtons and that was just our life. And it took some adjusting because as a child, I wanted it to work and I thought I understood. And because um, they matched every Sunday and because we lived in a nice neighborhood and because of the things we had and the family unit, what it looked like on the outside to everybody else, in my adolescent mind, things were perfect. 
as I got into an adult and I can start to kind of stomach them talking about it, I don't talk about it much. It is, when I say the single most devastating, when I lay out all of my emotional scars, that one hurt the deepest and the most. Um, but I understand now that they had to do what was best for them. And they had been married at the time of their divorce like 30, 40 years. So much so that now, maybe it's like 30, no, it had to be more than 30. More than 30, I don't know. It was a good amount of time. And now I'm at the point, of my, the age of my life where my grandparents had been divorced longer than they were married as long as I was living. Still doesn't mean it didn't hurt. But it wasn't my place to understand it. They had to do what was best for them and in their situation. And the dynamics of every relationship is different. So now we've got this famous couple that people just think have it all together and they always have it right. And that's just not the case. Those people have tons of money. That that money didn't fix it. They 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 had just about everything that we all think we want in life. Jay-Z and Beyonce have just about everything is financially, um, life goal-wise, what we strive to get. But at the end of the day, I think that we all want to be wanted. And we all want to be wanted for what we want to be wanted for. I know that's the mouthful, but there, there's something about waking up every day and knowing that the person that's, that you slept with, and, and not just in marriage, because I think now in the in 2020 relationships now most of us are in many marriages um, because I, I do God this is such bad uh, theology but I do believe that you ought to live with a person before you marry them because people will be one way um, and then you get them in the house and you realize they got some nasty habits that just ain't for you or just little things that just don't click. But, and, and the old folks say you ain't supposed to shack up. And they're right. And I get the theory and the philosophy behind it and the not having kids and I get all that. But in 2020, the way society structure was set up back then is totally different now. And that's another tangent I don't want to get on. Need to normalize not what Will and Jada did, one, uh, it's their marriage that might not be your marriage but the steps beforehand when they got to the point where they could say hey something isn't right we need to fix it that's when you'll see longer term marriages again I think that <laughs> there are more people that are in entanglements uh than we want to admit. And it might not be sexual. You might not be sleeping with the person that you are disconnecting. You might not be sleeping with the person that allows you to disconnect from your spouse. So it's not just limited to a sexual piece. There, there are all kind of components to it. Um, that make us disassociate from the person that we said we were in this with forever. And so I, I guess it was slightly misleading to say I was going to talk about Will and Jada because it's, it's Will and Jada opened the door for a conversation. Um,
about a, a subject matter that we don't talk about. Yeah, we see marriage, marriage retreats and couples groups, but um, in a lot of those settings I've seen that it's just people putting on. I am thankful to have a majority of married friends now. I was the first one to jump off that cliff in a lot of circles. Good God, that was horrible. But you know what it's like to be the married guy out with the friends that are all single? Um, and so just being able to stop and debrief and say, hey, this is really what's going on. And it's important to have the people around you who aren't going to root you on and not going to necessarily try to influence what you do. Because you got to realize some people might not have wanted your marriage or your situation to be prosperous from the beginning. Uh, I forgot which rapper said it. I think it was Plies that said, uh, your friend wanted me too. That's why she can't stand me. And sometimes you're in that situation <laughs> where the people you're talking to about your significant other, if they had the chance, they would snatch your significant other up. Okay, look at Will and Jada. They brought this person in to help them. And when they went on a separation, the first person that she went to was the person that they were helping. I'm, I'm low-key excited. No, I'm not going to say that on here. Let me keep my mouth shut about that. Anyway, <laughs> you, you have to have people around you who will let you vent and prop you up and can help you identify when it's time to exit, if it's time to exit. Because they said, hey, we got 25 years in this. They've been married 25 years. Can you imagine? Will and Jada Smith have been married most of my life. Um, and they don't look it. They kind of look my age. So either they look really young or I look oldest Christmas. Then again, if you look at my parents, my parents don't look like they're old enough to be my parents. I get tired of y'all uh, young ladies, women, come in to tell me how fine y'all think my daddy is because I think that's low-key repulsive. Uh, don't be offering your, your goodies to my daddy. I don't know if y'all doing it, but y'all dang sure to come and tell me you would. Anyway, but... After 25 years, think about it, on the work life, you retire. You're obligating yourself to be in that situation for life. So don't be afraid to pull off certain masks and confess certain things. I do it. I have, I have no problem. I am secure enough in my masculinity now that I, there are days I, I just have to say this and this and this are eating at me and I am struggling with it. This, this is bothersome. This is, I can't comprehend it. This is, I'm mad with God about it. And I don't think in relationships nowadays, people do that. What we do is we shut our mouths. We either we shut up and don't express it or we yell and scream about it and nobody's really listening. So a little key command, Will and Jada. Uh, couldn't, wouldn't want it to be my business out there on Front Street. Um, wouldn't want it to be me. Uh, just a full disclosure here. I started to record this, and then uh, Buddy pulled up, and then we went and looked at uh, some property, and then uh, went and hung out for a little bit. And so I've had some in-between conversations in this recording, and the question has been asked, could you handle what happened with Will and Jada? And whoo, shiitake, I think I've been August, Will, and Jada all at some point in my life, not in my marriage, just at some point in my life. Um, I know for a fact 
that I have been <laughs> I have been a side piece. Um, those were joyous, wonderful days. They just were. Life was easy. You, you came when you were called. You left when you were told to leave. You were happy. You didn't have any rules. I've been August. He broke, like, all the side dude uh, rules because you ain't supposed to talk about it. Nobody's supposed to know you're around, and you ain't supposed to catch feelings. But that's one of the risks of having a side dude being a side dude. I know that I have been Jada. I ain't never cheated. Now, that I ain't do. But I might have, in my past life, led people on to believe we were together and we weren't really together and there was somebody else and then when they found out about the somebody else, I had to act like and I had to fix it and somewhere there is a video of me crying, begging baby stay. <laughs> um, and I know I've been will. I know that I've been cheated on and thought the person that I was, was with was worth working it out. Um, we didn't, but I, I, I dang sure tried because people are human. Yeah, think about that statement, people are human. Nobody's perfect. No, no mesh is perfect. And you, if, if you don't have a safe exit valve, and I'm not talking about being with somebody else, I'm not advocating anyone step out on their spouse, God, I'm not doing that, I'm not advocating divorces, this is just my perspective on somebody else's situation, hence the name, a newt perspective. Um, but I, I think it's important for people to acknowledge that people are flawed. I have never, ever, I have known my wife now for 10 years. We have been off and on at least eight of those years, if my math is correct, if not more. No, I've known her 11 years. This is 2020. I've known her 12 years. I've known her since 2008. And we've been off and on since 2009. So whatever the math is there. But I've never told her she was my best friend. Um, not because we don't go through everything together. But you have moments in your relationship where you want to just talk about your relationship it might not be all not not that everything is wrong just you get around a person 24 7 sometimes you want to say something sometimes everything isn't perfect and so um there are days where i i, I can't tell her about her because i might say some things that's hurtful or some things that i don't mean are some things that i want to say out loud that would be extremely detrimental it's like dealing with a child. If your child is frustrate, frustrating you, um, there are certain levels of frustration you show, but, but if you do too much in that child, that child, in front of that child, that child starts to look down on themselves. It's funny, <laughs> my, my friends will tell me, even in any situation, you just want to say this to say this. Yeah, I don't mean it. This is the thought that came in my head. And when Will said that, I was done with your ass. Let's be real. How many times have you in your current relationship thought that about your, your situation? I'm done with your ass. Don't want to talk about it. Ain't nothing to reminisce. Ain't nothing to work out. I'm getting my sh and I'm leaving. I'm done with your ass. 
you ain't got to admit out loud to me. I know some people say, oh, I never had that. We've been together so long that we're just a match made in heaven. Um, don't give me that book to read. Don't, don't, I don't want to put on and ever pretend like I got that together like that. So I think that's my perspective on it. Um, that, hey, it happened. Hey, they had to do what's best for them in their life. Hey, um, ultimately, in order for your marriage to function, your marriage has to be uh, what works best for you and the person. Ooh, let's do that. So people often talk about vows. When you get married, you're not, you're making a vow to God and the person. So when people try to understand why you went through this or why you stayed through this or why you could say this or how you could do this or how did you survive this is because for any relationship to work, God has to be involved. If there is not a, once again, I know, um, I know all of my professions very well, but you, I, I don't know what you believe in. If, if there isn't the spirit spiritual connection there that keeps it together. If there's not a, a, a spiritual guide, you will fall apart. No matter what you believe in, no matter what your relationship uh, standard is, no matter what your philosophies are, because you, you think you're happy now and you all have everything figured out, have kids. Oh, oh parenting is a challenge. Um, yeah, have, have kids. You, you, you think you got it all together now, um, lose someone that you really love and watch how that person grieves. You, you think, um, everything is perfect now. Wait until your big fight about merit, about money. And if there's not a third ground, a common ground, a sacred space in which you and that person work it out, then you're at war. And, and the relationship doesn't develop, it doesn't grow. So, Will and Jada, it happened. If they like it, I love it. It ain't my marriage. It ain't me that has the answer to God about it. It's not me that has the answer to, to public pressure about it. People often remind me um, that I just simply don't believe in the D word. I don't. Um, but I, I look at all of the other contributing factors to, to what that would take. Remember dating Nicole. I, mean, I hope I remember dating Nicole. And uh, one of my female um, influences in my life, and she and I were talking about it, and she said, listen, I don't care if you break that woman's heart. She said she's a grown woman, and if you break her heart, she will get over it. She said, but that little boy, if you ever break his heart, I'm gonna have to kill you. And I, I didn't get it then, I get it now, um, but I didn't get it then. And that is a whole nother layer to a, a relationship that we, society doesn't discuss because there's this, hey, fake it till you make it. I'm happy that Will and Jada didn't come out and fake it till you make it. I'm happy they didn't deny it. Although they probably couldn't have denied it because I'm sure August had pictures and videos and text messages and phone calls and all that stuff. But 
Um, I'm happy that they didn't try to pull out a non-disclosure agreement. I'm happy they said, hey, this ain't perfect. And people were like, oh, if this is marriage, then I don't want it. Well, then don't get married. It's that simple. I think that those days of marriage being the ultimate goal are somewhat gone. Oh, Lord, y'all are going to crucify the preacher for saying this. Because we realize how much we can do on our own. Um, I know right now where I'm at in my life, there are certain things I would have never accomplished without a wife, especially without the wife that I have. Um, what I've done great, yeah. I'm a put-together guy. Would Will Smith have been Will Smith? Yeah, he's Will Smith. Would Jada Pickett have been Jada Pickett? You're damn right she'd have been Jada Pickett, and everybody would have been like, damn, Jada. But what they accomplished together meant more than what they felt like they could do apart. So you, you have to decide what's for you um, and what steps help you. And it ain't only about you because it's got to work for both people. But if, if Will can look at her, and y'all got to realize he's one of the best actors in the world. Were his eyes teary? I don't know. I, who am I to judge? I wouldn't have been that calm at the table. Hell, I wouldn't have sat at the red table. You'd have to, like, send me a dissertation or, like, <laughs> or, like read all of my back-to-back -back text messages. I'm not a, like, paragraph writer. But I'm going to send, like, five sentences at a time just because that's the way I think I got to send it the way I think it. Um, but, yeah, you got to do what's best for you. That's all I've got on that subject. So what's going on in the world as we close out um, this episode of The Perspective? I don't think I have a huge um, update on, on any protest or any of that. There's been a lot still going on. I've had to distance my preach today about um, disconnecting. Another good sermon. Uh, I don't say that about my, my sermons often, but the but the brother been preaching the past two weeks. Um, and, and, it's, and it was really a lot. Let me do this. Um, I'm going to close with this. This is a good place to close it. Um, with, the, with the story I closed the sermon with today. So there was a man who goes to the dog track um, every day, and he would always bet on the same dog. Now, this dog would not win every single race, but this dog won 85, 90% of its races. And so this man always made money off the dog. And every day he went and every day he bet and then he showed up one day and the dog was not running in the race. And the dog um, missed and the man's like, okay, well, he missed the race, maybe he needed a, he needed a break. And then he noticed that it had been a couple days since that dog had ran that race. And so he, um, he went down to the, the man that managed the track and he said, hey, where is this dog? And he said, well, here, let me take you back. And he took him back and, and let him look at the dog and talk to the dog. And the man looked at the dog and said, hey, dog, why aren't you racing anymore? And the dog looked at the man and uh, you know, he said, you know, I'm pretty, pretty good at running the race. Uh, and there's a lot of fast dogs. His dog was a greyhound, so naturally he was fast. And um, 
the man said, yeah, you were good, and, and I always bet on you, but you're not running. And he was like, yeah, do you see um, that we run? Do you, have you ever noticed how they make us run, how they motivate us to run? And the man was like, yeah, there, there's a rabbit. And he said, well, one day I caught up with the rabbit, and I realized that the rabbit was fake. And ever since the rabbit was fake, I realized I didn't want to chase it anymore. In your relationships, in your dealings every day, no matter what you're going through, no matter what the race you're running, the goal and the objective ought to be to, to <laughs> the goal and the objective ought to be to win the race. And if you're not going to win the race, the goal ought to be to compete in the race. And if you're not going to be competitive, not maybe you just aren't the fastest dog, but you're still going to run it anyway, the goal is to complete the race. Every single day, that's what we wake up. But my challenge and my question to you is, is what you're chasing real? Is the marriage, um, is the situationship, is the um, side chick, side dude, is the we're in this when we want to be in this, whatever the situation may be, is it real? And if what you're chasing isn't real, then why are you chasing it? Stay, stay in the race if what you're chasing is real to you. And if you don't know it's real, you need to have a conversation with what's divine and say, hey, is, is this the right thing for me? So uh, I don't know how you all will take this content a little bit different. Um, but that's what I've got tonight, today, this morning. Um, I appreciate those of you who are listening this far out. I was so tempted to pull the analytics, but I don't want my heart broken if this isn't going. I received on a certain level, so I'm going to continue to pretend that there are a bunch of people still listening at this point, um, and I'm going to sign off with this. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Until next time, peace.